Here comes episode number 264 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. I am back again this week with Erin Miller. We had such a fun time last week that I just had to kind of keep the conversation going. If you have not listened to last week, we have a 20-year veteran in the sales and marketing with a little bit of psychology thrown in there, helping us understand how to get excited about meeting people where they're at and getting that conversation to blow open past just beyond the whole, how much do you cost? Well, today we're going to talk about all of those micro closes that always be closing ABC and also just how to kind of like move them through it because there is a way to move them through it. And it is not just you answering questions and then hanging up the phone or stopping the email. To recap, we talked last week a lot about trying to get them on the phone, letting them know what times are available for you, different ways and tactics. If you did not check out that episode, go back and get that. But this one, we're going to show you how to become more aware of what, like micro closes and actually how to do that. Because I don't really think many of us are doing it because maybe we're scared. Maybe we don't know. Or maybe we don't know what you don't know. With any case, without further ado, Aaron, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Thanks for having me on again. I actually had a lot of fun on the first one. I was like, okay, let's just keep going. There's more I want to talk about, you know, because I love I love this stuff. So I'm Absolutely. glad to be back. So let's just talk like, okay, and pet sitters, dog walkers, this is not you. We're just going to talk in general. He's trained droves of people in the telemarketing thing and also in car sales and in timeshares and like all kinds of stuff. So when it comes to like helping teach and train up people, which is another reason why I wanted him in your ears is because he really not only knows how to do it for himself, but he has a true proven track record of teaching hundreds of people how to do this. So if he could do that, he could definitely download some stuff into your ears today. So Aaron, in all of that experience that you've had, what are some major things that you see people doing quote unquote wrong when it comes to sales and not really actually moving it through towards that close? Oh, number (laughs) one, number one, always not asking for the sale. That is the number one thing. And there's many forms that that takes, but that is the number one by far. You have earned the right to ask for it if you have done everything leading up to it. There's no reason you can't. And people expect it. So let's break that down for the listeners. Asking for the sale, I think, and I want to know what you think about this. You know, say you and I are on the call, right? And the next step in our sales process is they need to sign up in our software. We need to get their information and their pets information. And then we get to the consultation. So I would say something like, all right, cool. So here are your three options. Which one sounds best to you? Okay, great, Aaron. You want the overnight and the two-day visits? Awesome. Well, I'm going to need you to sign up in the system. And then once we do that, we can schedule the consultation. When will you sign up? Or will you be able to sign up tonight? And if you do, and then you don't the next day, I'll do it. Just so you know, we don't really set consultations unless we have that because a lot of times people don't do it. That's right. pretty much the typical the industry thing. So feel free to like spar with me on this here, but I'm interested to what would a close look like for pet sitters and dog walkers? In that situation. So assuming that we've had our initial opening on the call and we talked about that in the last episode, how 
openings kind of work and you're kind of engaging with the customer meeting where they're at, you should have been asking several qualifying questions to understand where you want to put them. And so what's even better for you guys is say you have three different options and packages that you can sell in. You most likely at that point have all the information you need based on the conversation you had to make a recommendation. And so anytime you're asking questions on a close, then you're not into the close yet. You're still in a qualifying stage, right? So the first stage is like a meet and greet, fact finding. You're mm -hmm. asking information, this and so on and so forth. Also, I highly recommend if you have the patience and the time, you've probably had a bit of a personal conversation. Therefore, I'm just going to verify a few things like, oh, I already know your pet's name. I already know your name. I kind of know where you're at at that point. So I'm going to basically roll from asking those questions before I'm getting ready to lock them down in a package. We're like, no, listen, I got some miscellaneous stuff we got to get taken care of. I got to get you in the system so I can build this out. Meanwhile, based on our conversation, I highly recommend package two based on your needs. As you told me, you need an overnight every now and then you need this, you need that, so on and so forth, How, whatever that looks like. But you need to be a pro. You're consulting, right? You're not just offering them, you know, do you want fries with that? You know, this is personal. This is their family. And therefore, you should have asked some questions at that point. You could probably make a recommendation. A lot of times a customer will tell you, well, no, based on that, I'd actually rather do package one. Well, now you just closed it. And all you did was make a recommendation on package two, as an example. Those are called trial closes, right? Those are micro closes because it really is just rolling them through the process. They'll tell you if they're not ready to make a decision yet. So that's called a trial close. Now you get to figure out what it's going to take to sell them. And that's a whole different topic. I don't want to stray too far yet. Uh, but I would just roll right into it. I'm not asking if they want to do it. I'm assuming since they're still on the phone with me that they are going to do it. So what are my next steps? I need to lay out the next steps for the customer, what I need them to do, what their action items are. We'll make this quick and easy, always using terminology like convenience, quick, easy, da 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 da, da. Because the more easier that you can make it seem, the less likely you're going to push back on doing it. Reminds me a lot of what you said in the last episode about the restaurant, right? They give you this whole big menu and then they recommend what they like. And you also said something that I wrote down for our show notes. You said you're consulting. Mm -hmm. So I think if our listeners can maybe think about they're now a consultant to help with the care of these people's pets, it feels a little bit less daunting than I'm selling, right? Correct. I'm trying to co-create a solution with you that's going to work for your pet. That's literally the definition of helping you, right? Right, right. That's and it. you're not just selling them something, right? You're just not knocking on the door, but like, hey, I, you got a dog? I can walk it. That's mm -hmm. not what you're doing at all. I mean, you're you're tailor fitting a solution based on their needs after having a conversation with them. That's not, I mean, that's selling them. It is what it is, right. but it's consulting. That's a lot easier to chew. Okay. So some people we can't get on the phone, right? So I want sure. to kind of talk about what this might look like in an email. Okay. And for whatever reason, you know, we know that it is ideal to get them on the phone, but something that like I even try to do a lot in mine, and this is like my own style, but like you guys, we just did better marketing with Bella, right? I was just doing a whole bunch of sales for that and asking people and assuming that, you know, they're going to re-sign up and 86% of you did. Woohoo. You guys are awesome. But at the end, I would be like, okay, so do you want this or do you want that? And like big, bold letters at the bottom, I'd be like, so which one do you want? Or like, should I keep you on the same one? My last words, I always really try to figure out, first of all, my first couple words, because it comes up on their phone and I want you guys to read it. And the last couple of words, because it's the last thing you're left with. And it's like, okay, do I respond to this right now? Or was I just flooded? Or is it easy? Is it quick? Yeah, that's what I want. Thanks. 
you know, instead of a, so those are your options. Give it some time. Think about it. Let me know what you want. Like, no, like no. never. Uh, uh-uh. no. Like I said, last podcast, let me know in my vocabulary is like a gun in your head. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, how can we up our game on that close when we have to do it in writing or an email? You know, I guess the industry term or technical term you'd like to call is assumptive closing, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're just assuming the sale, which is the way that's my style. But I've been competent enough in the beginning that I provided all the questions, answered all the questions and solutions. And so it's supposed to be the natural next step, right? It's just naturally, well, naturally you're going to go with this. So which one do you want? Also, it takes a customer a very long way to go from, okay, do I want A or B to no, I don't want either. It actually, it's actually an extra step to get there for them to do that. If you ask the question, okay, well, how's that sound? You know, just let me know. They're just going to get a hold of somebody that's going to go ahead and take control of the call or the, or the conversation, and they're going to do it for them. Eventually, they're going to find someone that's just going to do it for them. So it needs to be the natural conclusion. And what the natural conclusion is going to be is, okay, this is what we have. We have one and two. Which one do you want to go with? Again, it's going to take them a long way to get to know if all they're answering is a if or or, right? It's an either or type of close. It's like, okay, do you want this or do you want this? Not do you want it? I know you want it. Which one do you want? And you can translate that very easily in an email. It's the same thing. Your verbiage always has to be assumptive and closing. So however that looks, but leaving open-ended questions, it's going to create more issues and more questions in the customer's mind. And then you have a lot more to overcome. It just needs to be clean, concise, to the point, and solution-oriented. And there's no reason why they wouldn't take one or two. It's mm-hmm. called an either or close. So it's being assumptive in your language, assuming that they want it, you just got to tell me which, not if. Got it. So assumptive close and an either or. Yeah. Assumptive language and either or type close, especially if you have multiple things that they can choose from. So listeners, here's your mental homework mm-hmm. right now. I want you to think about two either ors that you could do right now. Obviously, it's not, do you want pet sitting or dog walking? Because those are two <laughs> different problems that people have, right? But it might be for those of you who do different times, it might be, so would you like the 30 minute walk or the 45 minute walk? It might be, do you want an overnight and day visits or just day visits? That's kind of how to apply what we're talking about. Now you said something else too, Aaron, you said something about the micro closes or the always be closing or like the little closes that move to the big close. And I don't think a lot of us are actually aware of that. So I know we just cut straight to the end, right? But let's, so let's back up a little bit in this process. And can you help paint the picture for us about what is a micro close or what are those little yeses as we go before we get to the final decision? Yeah. So I think it, it's, 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 you can check a customer's temperature by using what I call trial closes or micro closes, right? You're basically checking the temperature. Are they warm on this? Are they hot on this? Are they cold? Have I done enough to get a yes out of them? And one of the ways that you can tell very simply is taking one of your very easy, simple processes that do not require an overwhelming yes that start to become a personal question like, you know, name, address, phone number, date, time, speed, all those things. You can just find little things within your process that can kind of tell you that you're on the right track. You know, you're getting yeses, right? But more importantly, think of it this way. So think about an attorney. You know that attorney never asks questions they don't already know the answer to in a trial. They're asking you questions they already know the answer to. And it's the same thing, but they're moving you along on a path. Now, that's to get to what they believe is going to be their point for their client. 
But for in your aspect, in your business, it's leading them down the path to a yes, I'll just go ahead and do this. So you're just checking along the way, building that trust. So I'm trying to think of ways like for you guys that would be micro closes. And it would really just be something along the lines of now, just to confirm, I've got all your information correctly. It's this, 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 and this. That is a micro close in itself, because if the customer is not interested yet in going with you, why would they confirm any of those mundane details? Right. So that's a trial close. They start giving you that info. I'm going to get pretty happy pretty quick because now they're going along with it. And in their mind, they're thinking, well, why are they getting this info? I guess are they, are they just set me up now. And they'll tell you right at that point. Well, I'm, I'm not there yet. Okay. Great. We can talk about objections in a minute. Those are my favorite parts because now I got to the nitty gritty. Right. That's the easy part, in my opinion. It's the hardest to learn, easiest to use. So those micro closes, simply just reconfirming information would be a great way to do it. That's a really great way because now it feels like they're going through a process of registration with you. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. So no, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable giving you my email yet. Fair enough. I I guess I probably got a little ahead of myself here. Let me ask you a couple more questions. So from what I understand, you have this, 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 and I'm going to reconfirm the info that I do know. I had to have a dog. They need sitting. Not sure if we need overnight yet or not. So we probably should ask that question. And I'm going to go back into what's called discovery. I'm going to ask some more questions. They're just not there yet. I'm going to find out what's going on. You don't have to ask them flat out. Well, what do you mean? Why don't you want this? Because I told you now I don't want to talk to you. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Going to, I'm going to go back into, okay. I, apparently I don't have enough information here yet. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Okay. What about, I have to talk to my husband. I don't blame you. Have you, have you guys had any pet sitting before? Is this something you discussed already prior to reaching out to me? Or is this an idea that you had today? Help me understand how you arrived here. And they're going to tell you again. Oh no, we've talked about it. It's just that money is, you know, I have to make sure I run everything by, of course, but please understand since you guys already have discussed this and you pretty much know that the market is going to be very similar in pricing in one form or another, because otherwise businesses wouldn't survive. The reason that we're different is A, B, C, B, and E, right? And I'm going to try to go for the close again. So knowing all this, it seems to me that makes the most sense. I can get you guys set up on this. Of course, we can alter this at any time. If your husband has any questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out and call me immediately. We'll address all of those. I feel like you're a good fit here. That's why I'm going to go ahead and get you set up today. Okay. So I can hear the listeners in my head right now. They're saying, yeah, that's great. I might get the guess, but I don't get the emphatic yes. I don't get the emphatic, like I'm really excited. I get the person that might say yes, and then call and cancel the next day. And they say they found someone else or something because they weren't comfortable with it or whatever. So how do we get through that thought process? That's a fantastic point. And so if you're really listening to the person you're speaking with, you're going to know if that's a cold yes or a hot yes, right? You are going to know that. And if it's cold, yes, there's no, there's no reason that you can't back out a little bit. So I tell you what, why don't we set up a quick phone call with you and your husband together so we can answer all your questions at once? right? If it's a cold, yes, I might back out of that because you're right. There's no point in going through the entire process just to have them cancel. But if it's a, okay, that makes sense. Let's go with it. They're in, right? So it depends on their response. So listen, use your active listening. If it still sounds like, okay, I'll just go with this, but I'll probably cancel tomorrow. You probably need to back that up and be like, you know what? I'm sensing some hesitation and I don't want to move forward because your pet is the most important thing to you. Let's set up a quick call between yourself and your husband. I can answer all of your questions together. Let's make sure that this is the right fit for you. How does tonight at 6 p.m. sound? Well, he doesn't get home until 7, and I really want to preface this. I really want to talk to him first. Fair enough. I'll leave my schedule open during this time and this time. Which one works best for you? Again, these are trial closes. These are I'm, Now I'm locking her down to it. So let me slow phone. you down for a second. So what I'm hearing sure. is that you're giving us permission in a way to back out. 
you're giving us permission to take a step back. And what I also have been understanding throughout this conversation, and I want to make sure that the listeners are picking up on this too, is that even at the beginning of it, you said, okay, well then I just jump back out and I go back to discovery. So what I think you got to understand is that the sales process is not as linear as we thought. It might be like the two-step where you take two steps forward and then one back and then two steps forward and then one back. Like if any of you guys know how to dance, like that's really what it might be like. And it's okay to have it like that because Mm -hmm. you're reacting and flowing. It's not about shoving it down their throat and getting the sale at no cost. And I know that some of you guys who are petrified of this topic are hearing that. And I want to make sure that you hear what Aaron's saying. He's doing this dance and he's like, okay, we went down that road. It was a dead end. We're going to turn around. We're going to go back to the main road. And then we're going to go down the main road a little bit more. We're going to try to this exit. That exit didn't work. Okay, no problem. We'll throw it in reverse. We go back on the road. You know, like I want you guys to hear that. I want you to picture that. Okay. I think that's a really big point, Aaron, because I think a lot of people are like, okay, check. I did that. Yep. Check. I did that. Well, I closed them and it didn't work. Aaron, you don't work. Sales sucks. You know, (laughs) it's like, no, because like you have to be a little bit more agile. And guys, Aaron, talk to me about when someone is just getting into sales. A lot of our listeners, they don't have a sales background, okay? They have a pet background and they could talk you under the table on how to do positive reinforcement and and caring for their pet, of course, right? But you're the expert right now on this call. How do we get people to understand that it's a process and that each time they practice and each time they're a little bit more uncomfortable, they're going to become actually less uncomfortable, right? Like, how can we encourage the, the, the listeners to to want to try this because it feels you, hard, right? I know, but do you want to know a secret? I do. Every single one of your listeners are sales experts. They just don't know it. And you're uh, like, that's say a Say that big, again, a, it cut out a second. Every, sing, every single one of your listeners are sales experts. They just don't know it yet. Do you know why? Tell me. Because they know how someone else is going to sell them. So think about what it takes for someone to sell you. Mm-hmm. Think about things in the past where you were sold. How did that happen? Most likely there was a trust that was established. Most likely they answered all of your questions that you had. Number three, they reaffirmed the information that you already knew. And then number four, you liked them, right? That's really the ultimate part of it. And again, remember what we talked about in the first podcast, four to eight is a national rank out of one to 10 of how much price matters to a customer. So They're all sales experts because they have been sold themselves. And so how does that happen? And it's not a far cry different from people that they're talking to. You instantly become that. So as an example, the example that you used, I need to talk to my husband. That doesn't tell me that they actually need to talk to their husband. Yes, they probably do. But more importantly, they don't trust you enough to not process it without talking to their husband, right? And so there was not trust there. And that's fine. Never ask anyone to trust you. Just earn it. And so maybe you haven't earned it yet. So yeah, of course it's not linear because you're going to have to back out like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I obviously didn't earn your trust yet in my mind. Okay, let's talk some more because I did not answer some questions that they may have had. It's not a loss. They're just telling you that you haven't answered all their mental questions yet. And so you're a sales expert because you know how to be sold. So think about it yourself. What would you do to talk to yourself? 
and they're going to be pretty good experts. They just don't realize it yet. I love that. You're right. They are experts because you've been sold to before. So think about a time where you bought something that might've been a little bit more expensive than what you thought you were going to buy, but you did it because you enjoyed the experience or the person or the feeling of it, right? It's no different. And in the first podcast, Erin, and I love how this like builds on each other. You talk to us about, we're consulting with them. So essentially not only are we an expert because we've been sold to before, if we're just aware of it, but we also are an expert in our field and we're also there to help them. Like if you start thinking of this as a we thing, you and your client. I always loved it personally when it was actually a coach, Erin, who did this with me. And she was always like, okay, so how are we going to do this? Okay. We're going to do this in your business. And I was like, we, we, and so even that on sales, like when you're solving their problem with them and not at them, not giving them a menu, but consulting with them, like Erin's talking about, it is going to change the whole entire feeling of that conversation that you're having guys. So start turning those things in your head. Like you are not selling, you are consulting. You are a sales expert because you've been sold to, and because you are also the expert of the subject matter that they're calling you for. And like you said, in the first podcast, they're calling you, (laughs) they're reaching out to you. You're not knocking on doors or like stopping people in their tracks and trying to sell them pet rocks. Like they literally want to talk to you, talk to them, please. Yeah. And if they've reached out to you, you've earned the right to ask them for the business because they came to you wanting the business. Uh, so, you know, we can talk about different and we can go into the weeds on objection handling and all that stuff. I can do this for hours. It's, that's not a thing. But just remember those basics, right? Just remember you've been sold. How are you sold? And think about a time. This is so important when you're talking about the cost versus features and benefits analysis, right? If I'm just getting a price, I haven't told them what they're getting for that price. Think about a time when you bought something and be like, okay, well, what, is, what, what does that price include? You do it every time mm-hmm. because you need to understand what the features and benefits and everything you're receiving for the money you're spending. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't had that conversation, you haven't consulted and narrowed it down and asked the questions that where your services provide the answer, then all they know is cost. And, they, and you're never going to sell on that. You just won't, unless you're the absolute cheapest in town. And then what are you getting out of that? So oh, don't even get me started, my friend. Um, okay. So Aaron, <laughs> you just brought up a really good point. I'm going to keep taking advantage of this right now because I know that this is so amazing. So you were talking about cost and mm-hmm. that's a really big hot topic with us. And it's because people are caring and thinking about their competition way too much. But what I don't think that they're doing is leveraging their competition enough in their sales, not in a bad mouth way. Right but we're going to just juxtapose it, if you will. Right. And I know, and I've heard you do a lot of talks about comparison with the competition in a we form, in a form that doesn't feel icky. Do you think we might be able to round out this series by maybe having you back and we can dive into how you can leverage the competition rather than trying to necessarily beat the competition and have like such a losing mindset on it and turn it into a winning mindset? Oh, yes. That's most important, especially on a luxury and convenience type industry like this is. I'm all about it because this is where you can really do well. And I just want to remind you guys that Aaron has taught lots of people in the Hilton 
vacations. He, he knows how to talk luxury sales. Okay. And I don't care who you are. This is a luxury service because I said it before and I'll say it again. Anyone can drop their dog at a cheap boarding facility next to the airport and say, sayonara, we'll tell Mickey you said hi. There is a reason why they want you to sleep in their bed or come to their house three times a day. And they don't want their precious little dog to leave their house and have a pet sitter come. So we need to understand where people are at. Like we talked about last episode and meet them there. Aaron Miller, thank you so much for your time again today. I'm going to leave with the final question like I did the last one. What is one major takeaway from this episode that you would love the listeners to focus on? So we talk a lot about micro-closing and moving along in the process. But I think in order for any of this to work, they need to go back to the first podcast. They need to go onto your program to look at how marketing strategies are set up because it is warming the customer up. And I think most importantly, what they need to take away is learning to have a conversation, become a consultant, asking the right questions, discovery questions that you can use when you go to close. So we can talk about micro closes and you have to move the process along. It's okay to ask for the business. Discovery, 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 consultant, consultant, consultant. Take that away. Run a list of questions. If I could give an action item, if you don't mind, I would of like course. them to, I would like them to actually put their price on one side of the piece of paper and on the other side, list what that price offers. And then I want them to think about a solution that each one of those line items in that package offers what it solves. Because the more that they can do that and visualize that and speak it, the easier it's going to be to consult. Beautiful visualization exercise. I want to see who does this. If you do it, go ahead and snap a picture and send it to me, Bella at jumpconsulting.net or shoot me it on Instagram, Bella Vasta, or post it in one of the groups that we might be members of. You guys, this has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Thank you for your time. And remember that when life gets you down to always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, the best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.